Welcome back to History Obscura. I have a cute little mini-sode for you today. It was once upon a time, on June the 5th of 1799, that the German geographer and naturalist Alexander von Humboldt set out from La Coruna on the north coast of Spain on a five-year exploration of North and South America. He arrived at the Venezuelan port of Cumana on July 16, 1799, and from there headed inland along the Orinoco River to the northernmost reaches of the Amazon Basin before heading back out to the Caribbean coast. He set sail again in December of 1800 and began zigzagging his way around Latin America, first heading north to Cuba, then south into modern Colombia and Ecuador, and finally north again, sailing out into the Pacific Ocean from Peru and up into the Spanish colony of New Spain. He reached Acapulco in early 1803, crossed Mexico, and eventually made it back into the Caribbean, and headed north to the United States, arriving in Philadelphia in June the following year. And finally, by August 1st of 1804, he was back in Europe. An eternally inquisitive naturalist and ecologist, as much as he was an adventurer, Humboldt's five-year study set the benchmark for overseas exploration. He returned to Europe, having amassed an astonishing quantity of zoological samples and ecological data, ranging from detailed accounts of the flora and fauna of Ecuador's Mount Chimborazo, which was thought at the time to be the world's highest mountain, to descriptions of the local climate and the best sailing routes. It was appropriate enough for him that the ocean current flowing along the west of South America was named in his honor. Not only that, but Humboldt made detailed notes on the politics, people, culture, climate, and geology of all the places he visited. And whenever his basic knowledge of Spanish permitted him, he spoke with the natives to gain even better insight into their home, which, in the depths of the Venezuelan jungle in 1800, included a surprising encounter with a talking parrot. According to legend, during his explorations of the Orinoco River, Humboldt met and stayed with a local indigenous Carib tribe. The tribe lived near the isolated village of Maypures, this tribe had a number of tame parrots kept in cages around the village, many of which had been taught to speak, although one, Humboldt noted, sounded noticeably different from the rest. When he asked the locals why this parrot sounded so unusual, he was told that it had belonged to a neighboring tribe who had been the Caribs' enemies. Ultimately, the Caribs had violently ejected them from their land, and hounded the few tribesmen who remained onto a tiny islet in the middle of the nearby rapids. And there, the last of the tribe had died in total isolation several years earlier, taking with them their entire culture and language. The talking parrot was, consequently, the last creature alive who spoke that language. 
Among linguists today, the story of Humboldt's talking parrot is often considered the perfect embodiment of the fragility of language. If a language has not been recorded in some way, as soon as it ceases to be spoken, it dies. Luckily, Humboldt had the foresight to phonetically transcribe around 40 words from the parrot's vocabulary into his notebook, thereby successfully saving the tribe's language from oblivion. So successfully, in fact, that in 1997, two more parrots were trained to speak Humboldt's words as part of an ongoing art exhibition. The story is documented in the second volume of Humboldt's Travels to the Equinoctial Regions of America, which he published shortly after his return to Europe. To quote, A tradition circulates among the Guajibos that the warlike Atures, another local tribe, pursued by the Caribs, escaped to the rocks that rise in the middle of the Great Cataracts, and there that nation, heretofore so numerous, became gradually extinct, as well as its language. The last families of the Atures still existed in 1767. At the period of our voyage, an old parrot was shown at Maypures, of which the inhabitants said, and the fact is worthy of observation, that they did not understand what it said because it spoke the language of the Atures. Rachel Berwick is the artist whose installation in 1997 brought back this language. She said, For this installation, I trained two Amazon parrots to speak Maypure. The parrots live within a sculptural aviary and are only seen in shadow through its translucent walls. The birds chatter at will, incorporating the language with a multitude of sounds generated by them and their environment. While it was first exhibited in 1997, Maypure has continued to evolve as I have worked with additional parrots one pair in Turkey for the Istanbul Biennial in 2001, and another pair in Brazil for the Mercosul Biennale de Porto Alegre in 2004, and finally, Innsbruck, Austria in 2008 for the exhibition Voice and Void. For these venues, younger parrots learned from my first two parrots. I trained them largely through the use of recordings of my birds and Berlitz tapes for lessons. Volunteers who were on site conducted lessons with the young birds, and additional lessons were transmitted via the internet. There are now a total of eight Maypure-speaking parrots worldwide.